Well, hey everyone. Welcome to episode 242 of F-Stop, Collaborate, and Listen with your host, Matt Payne. This week on the podcast, I was joined by Yippa Michael Jensen, a photojournalist by trade and landscape photographer by hobby living in the country of Denmark. In today's episode, we focused a great deal of time discussing the merits of maintaining landscape photography as a hobby as opposed to pursuing it as a full-time vocation and why Yippa has chosen to do just that. We also compare and contrast landscape photography and photojournalism, and I dig deep into how these two genres of photography have influenced each other and Yippa's approach to each. Before we get started, I wanted to thank a few of our supporters over on Patreon. Thanks to Sam Wilson, James Lane, and Serena Jackson. I really appreciate you supporting the podcast financially on Patreon. I operate on the value for value model here, and I strongly believe that if you get value from something, you should add value back. Cheers to our Patreon supporters for five amazing years. Okay, let's get to the show. All right. Yippa, Michael Jensen, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's really an honor for me to to be on your podcast, uh, Matt. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this chat. Yeah, I like I like the topics that we're going to discuss today. And and I, I think there's a lot of value for listeners and the conversation we're going to have today. So um, let's just get started. So for people that aren't familiar with you and your photography, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found yourself into this world of photography. Well, uh, I am uh, Jeppe Michael Jensen. I'm a Danish photographer. I um, live uh, just outside Copenhagen in Denmark, Scandinavia, Europe, the world. Um, I am a professional photographer. Uh, I've uh, been uh, educated as a as a photojournalist, but uh, since there's no newspapers anymore. <laughs> Well, there are, but there are no newspaper photographers nearly anymore in the world. Um, I have uh, transformed myself into a general photographer doing all kinds of assignments. And um, in my spare time, I'm a landscape photographer. Uh, Well, at least I was before the pandemic. Now it's, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get back in a way. So, yeah. That's me. I live. Uh, I have uh, two children, um, aged uh, twelve and thirteen, and I have a wife and I have a dog. So, um, and two cars. So, yeah, I guess I'm <laughs> quite normal. Yeah. What? Well, how long have you been making photographs? Well, uh, I guess it, it started uh, when I was. Uh, five or six years old, I can remember that I, I went out uh, during the evening to see my parents standing in their kitchen and they had converted their kitchen into a, a dark room and, uh, and they were making prints there. And uh, I can remember always watching, uh, sitting in the sofa at home and, and seeing these albums with photos. And that started my curiosity. And uh, when I was in a, on a boarding school, when I was, I don't know, 15, six, six, 16 years old, uh, I started myself uh, in their uh, dark room. And then it's always been on my mind uh, that I like photography. Um, and, um, well, I started to go uh, to engineering school um, after college. And um, I wasn't that interested in engineering. So, uh, 
<laughs> I wanted to get a, a year off or do something else. So I went skiing in, in, in the French Alps. And after that, uh, I took another season skiing in the French Alps. <laughs> and um, that started, I, I was back then, I was always carrying my camera and, and, uh, when it was off season, uh, the company called me and, and said, uh, we know that you're taking photos uh, while you were skiing. Uh, uh, could we have a look at those? Because uh, we need to, we need to make a, uh, we need some photos for our catalogs. And then uh, after that, um, they looked at it and it took me like five seasons and I was doing a lot of uh, uh, printed commercials for, for that uh, travel agency. And, uh, while doing that, I worked at a, at a at a photo lab in the summertime, so I was used to the business, and and I applied for 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 going to that school with the photojournalism, and uh, I missed it twice, and the third time I was so happy uh, or lucky to get in, and uh, well, yes, but I was uh, little stories. I, I was thirty one when I started at uh, photojournalism school. So, wow, okay. so I was not uh, not terribly old, but uh, not young either. I, I, sure. had, I had done some some stuff in my life before being uh, uh, admitted to the school. I was going to say, it sounds like you had a good time skiing. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. I had a, I had a brilliant time and uh, I learned a lot. And um, uh, the, I mean, uh, that period uh, was uh, was I learned a lot. Not just skiing, but uh, working with people in 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 the, what, it, what can you say stress situations and and having a lot of fun too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was nice. Well, well you're the second person who's been on the show that I, that I can remember that worked at a photo lab. And I'm going to hit you with a surprise question. What's the most wild thing that you saw when you made when you printed photos like of other people's work? Like what was the the thing that you you were working on the photo lab and it was just you were like you what is this like was do you have any stories like that uh, well well uh, let me just put it this way that there, there's some people that thinks that their private life is uh, quite normal uh, and uh, and uh, the uh, the amount of film they deliver each week kinds of feels like what is going on do you really do that every weekend uh, kind of uh, <laughs> photos. I'm not saying anymore, but but it was it it was strange because you. I, I mean, yes, it's uh, we were a, a quite a good uh, lab, so so uh, we were proud that we saying yes. We look at each photo and we print <laughs> each photo. We don't just let the machine do it. So we saw everything from the first to the to the, to the last frame. So that was uh, that was some. Some horrible moments and for people uh, to look at. So yeah, yes. <laughs> oh well, you know, at least you you probably had a little bit of envy in terms of maybe your life wasn't quite as exciting as you thought it should be. Oh yes, 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 yes. We saw, we saw. Uh, there was uh, we had uh, I, I, the way this is, uh, my 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 photojournalistic uh, career started was that I, I was. Uh, I had the keys for the lab and sometimes during the weekend, like uh, all the press photographers uh, should have their uh, films developed from uh, soccer matches and so on. So I came to the lab. So I was there taking, uh, taking in the film and, and, and developing and, 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 and so I always had the opportunity to see the raw material 
And sometimes I also had the opportunity to like, okay, I'll choose that, 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 and, and scan it for them. So that was, I was kind of starting in that career already. So, yeah, but that gotcha. was back in the film days. And, and it's, it's, I think that uh, photography have evolved very much since because it's, oh, it, yeah. it's a very different game now compared to back then. Yeah. It's night and day, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But well, like a soccer match now, I, I don't know, but, I guess a, a, a average photographer would like do a thousand, two thousand frames. But back then, you know, you had three, four, five films of 36 exposures. Right. And you really didn't know what you were doing until you saw your film. So, right, yeah. right, right. All right. Well, let's, um, let's dive in and talk a little bit more about the photojournalism stuff. So, you know, I, I understand that, that you've worked with several World Press Photo winners and your photojournalism work. I'm curious how they have influenced how you approach landscape photography. Well, I, I, I think, first of all, I think that landscape photography is, is, is very different from, from, from journalism, journalism, photojournalism. But the way they, the, the, I think that um, the amount of work you put into it is what you get back uh, and and uh, I, and I know for uh, I've I've seen these uh, uh, colleagues that, that they're very devoted and and they leave just about they just they just go for it and 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 being gone for weeks uh, on on assignments and they come home and they only have five photos and and that's that's uh, that's amazing but that's also like a that, that's a big, huge price to pay, uh, uh, and and that's that's actually one of the reasons why I I, I still well I, I think that I should um, how can I say this uh, I'm not gonna go the full way of landscape photography because I think that uh, I like the landscape photography because you not have to do it every day. You don't have to like every time you go out of the door and 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 go for a week. You have to like turn in a certain amount of photos, and it's got to be that and that and that. That's photojournalism. That's a totally different thing. When I leave for work uh, uh, for an assignment, I have to turn in ten, fifteen photos after a few hours. I just I just can't feel. Oh well, the weather was not like oh, and 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 just return without anything. So it's very different, right? Well, let's let's talk about you know the, the full time versus hobby dynamic. You know, I know I know that you've mentioned that that you don't want to pursue landscape photography as a full time career, and I'm curious as to why you've chosen that. Well, one of the reasons is that I'm I, I live in a in a in a very little country, Denmark, and um, our nature is not as grand, not as um, exciting as as uh united states for example of course we have sweden norway and and and, and other uh, very very nice uh, countries uh, just beside us but if i have to go out and do uh, uh, landscape work i have to travel all the time uh, i cannot just sit in the car and, and drive for an hour and i'll be in in in, in a nice place matt you like mountains i mean our tallest mountain if you like to say it, it's like four or five hundred feet. So and 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 it's not a peak. I can tell you that. And and the the highest point in Denmark is not a, a landscape. It's a bridge. So I mean, we got nothing. Uh, we have a nice coastline, and I uh, yeah, yeah, 
it, it is so nice. But but for me, uh, landscape photography is also about traveling, getting out there, getting devoted, and 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 being in nature. And it's a little bit difficult here because uh, we don't have the space. Um, of course, you can always uh, like find a corner somewhere in the forest and you can do nice work, but you don't get the distance. You don't get the uh, uh, like. Uh, uh, go, going hiking for for days without seeing people—that's that's impossible here, uh, and 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 you have to travel a little bit to to get that kind of uh, experience. Yeah. I like landscape photography because it's 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 something else. I know I I have a camera in my hand my uh, every day uh, in my work, but uh, it's a totally different. Uh, feeling of going to be and do landscapes, and I like that. And 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 if I did take up landscape photography as a professional career, I think I would spoil my hobby. And and I don't want to do that. I enjoy landscape photography too much to do that. What do you feel like you would have to give up um, in terms of the other parts of your life if you were to go full-time? I mean, uh, I like my family. I like my family life. And, and, and I think that uh, if, I mean, if I should go and, 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 and be a landscape photographer, I would be leaving my family for days, sometimes weeks. And that, that's just, that's not, doesn't work with my family and why my way of having a family. Uh, because I have children and, and they, they need me not every day, but, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I, <laughs> and, and I have a dog that is my dog. It's my responsibility. I cannot, well, I can drive with her in the car, but she's, She's an older dog. It, it's it's a little bit uh, it's inconvenient in a way. And I wouldn't. I mean, I, I like that uh, sometimes. And just go uh, and do an assignment nine o'clock, get home at one one o'clock after four hours, and and then uh, do my editing and be done by five. And then I'm I'm there uh, doing landscape photography. Is is early in the morning, late at night, and. Yeah, it, it, it kind of it, it takes too much toll on, on on the rest of my life. I think right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something you'd have. Well, like I said, I think you have to sacrifice a lot in order to make it work. At least most people do. Um, I think there's a few exceptions to that, but they're they're pretty rare. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I found really difficult. Um, when I only made photos like, you know, a few times a year, like I was only going out on the weekends is I felt, I always felt like it would take me like a full day just to remember like how to use the camera again and, you know, just like get in the zone of everything. And um, especially in landscape photography, I don't know what it is. It's like you have to immerse yourself in it and then you kind of start to feel like you're there again and things start coming back to you. And, and I'm curious if you've had that similar experience. And I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you're saying it because then I'm not the only one. I think that uh, that that's another main uh, main difference between the two genres of, of photography is that uh, I can take out my camera right now and do press photography. I don't, I don't need I don't need a, a, to be transitioning into something or whatever. Uh, uh, landscape photography is is way harder for me. I've tried it like sometimes I tried it to combine it with with my family vacation, and I'm sorry, it never works. 
I mean, I cannot just uh, sit and, and uh, enjoy a meal and then just say, yeah, I'm off for two hours and come back with something that is meaningful, meaningful afterwards. It's, it's, it's not working. I usually use uh, the, the travel as a transition of getting concentrating and being ready. Sitting in a car for just an hour makes me ready and I go out. But I also, when I'm there and, and everything is, is, I'm supposed to do my landscape photography, and sometimes I can't get started because I don't know where it is. And then I just pick up the camera and do something and, and, and suddenly it, it comes. But I need the transition too. I mean, it, 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 and, and it, it's very difficult. I thought that uh, getting better at, at landscape photography would kind of like you just have a switch in your back and you just go, yep, I'm ready. But it's not. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I guess it's getting harder. What, what <laughs> because do you you're think? getting more picky with your, with your, with your subjects and, and when you're shooting, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, why, why do you think that is? Why, why do you feel? Because, I mean, you said that to do press work, it, you could do it like that, you know, you would show up on location and boom, done. But in landscape, it sounds like you have to take several hours to just kind of get in, get into the zone. And I'm just curious as to why you think that is. I be, because, well, uh, uh, the newspaper I worked with uh, at uh, back in the, in, in the good old days, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> when we, uh, when I was there as an intern, uh, I, the the editors always looked at us young uh, young people and and said uh, uh, when we were going out for an assignment and you know you have to turn your photos in within a few hours and and when you were younger you were always like pushing the deadline a little bit so they always said uh, it's not supposed to be art it's supposed to be finished uh, and and I like that uh, 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 photojournalism is about doing your job for us for a deadline. And, and you don't have a deadline in, in landscape. I don't feel like uh, that, that, that you have a, let, a deadline in landscape photography because uh, for me, it's not about uh, like, if I can take this photo, I can make that amount of money. For me, it's, being, it's, it's a whole different experience of being out in nature, being along with some friends or, or something like that. And, and taking the photo is just a little part of it. And of course, sometimes it's wonderful to make, make a nice photo. And I'm way more uh, um, satisfied with my photography, doing landscape photography when everything works and you get a good photo. But that's not what you do every day. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, do, you feel like, do you feel like that would be different if you did it every day? Like if it was your full-time job? Like do you think it would become easier and easier to – to transition into it? I mean, it's, it's a uh, landscape photography in a way uh, is like uh, when you look at these people uh, like YouTubers, you know, they, they really, you have to reinvent yourself all day and you really have to do something uh, quite exciting and, uh, and, and going to new places, doing new things. Um, oh man, it, it, I think it would, uh, for me, I'm not that. I, I, I might not be the right person to say uh, to to. But but for me, it would be too difficult. I mean, it would be too stressful. I I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be a happy person. Uh, for me, like uh, I like photography a lot, and I think the reason why I like photography is because I'm doing different kinds. Like a, a normal week for me can be a lot of different things. It's not just phono, phonojournalism. I mean, I have to take jury photos in uh, this coming Friday. 
and it, it's a kind of yeah a lot of jury but it's okay um and tomorrow i have to do uh, headshots and and so i like that i like the diversity of all kinds of of different kinds of, of a photo photos yeah I, i think you can get that in landscape photography though right i mean you can do macro you can do wide angle you can do telephoto you can do abstract i mean i think Yeah, yeah, you might possible. be right. You, yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm way more general than you are, man. Uh, and 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 I yeah, uh, I I think that there's only a few genres of photography I haven't tried and haven't tried to master. Then and and uh, I just like uh, working with the camera, and that could be in front of a person and or nature or whatever. But, but that's that's life for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I I feel like um, I was uh, less than a week ago. I returned from uh, from England to do. Uh, I did a one to one workshop with uh, Simon Baxter, and I, we had a lot of fun because we were so uh, different. Because he's, I mean, he's not uh, he's not traveling more than twenty thirty miles every time. He always goes into the to woodland photography. Only does trees. And uh, his uh, like his equipment is more or less one camera and uh, a twenty four seventy lens, and that's it. And he does amazing work. And 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 I was just saying, well, well, you live in a wonderful place. You have a beautiful co coastline. You can do all sorts of things here. And you could just see it. He he just said, no, no, I just like woodland photography, and that's amazing. But I'm not that person. If I was there, I would go to the coast one day, or and in the woodland the next day, and 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 in in the cities the third day. So, yeah, I, I want to cover it all. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more. What are your thoughts on concentrating on one type of a subject? For example, woodlands versus photographing everything and anything. Like, what is the What do you feel like the key differences are in terms of specialization versus generalization? Um, I, when I saw uh, the the touch that that Simon Baxter were, were able to, uh, you, you really realize, okay, this is this is really a, a specific uh, uh, what do you call that a specific uh, craft to do. He was really, I mean. We, Like when you're doing forest photography, there's a lot of trees, and 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 and, and the places we were, were 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 beautiful. And I wouldn't. I mean, we were we were walking about ninety. We we passed ninety nine trees, trees, and then there was one, and we took it, and I could see yes, that's an amazing tree, and I tried to make a good photo of it, and 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 but but when Simon came. And 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 say and talked about it and 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 showed us on the camera and, and and so on. I got it. I could see that he had his vision way sharper in a way. Uh, no point intended, but it it was amazing. Uh, so yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not that person. I, right. I love it a lot. Uh, and, As I and, said, do you feel like you get bored? No, 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 no. Yeah, well, yes. If, if I mean, I it feels to, like if I have to like, do that every day. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I would get bored. Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. I would get bored. Uh, and 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 it, it's just not. It's not. In, I'm not in for in it for that. I mean, I want to. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of want to go back and talk a little bit more about the the people that you've worked with that 
have like immersed themselves into into photography like full blown like they have no family they're gone for weeks and months at a time do you think it takes like a special personality or like what makes what makes one person able to do that versus someone like you or me who maybe that's just not in their future like what are the key differences between those people versus you know people like you what I mean, we talked a little bit about know. it before the know. podcast, but... But I think they're just way more focused. And they mm. just say, I want to do this. And the way I have to do this, I mean... Um, it's almost like an obsession, right? It it could feel like that sometimes, I guess. Yes, yes. Uh, and and, and um, uh, I mean, I can remember when I was uh, starting at, at, at a photography school that... Uh, in Copenhagen, and I was basically living with my mate. I had a, a big sports bag with my clothes, and then I had my camera and a, and a mat- mattress on the floor, and that's it. I was living the life, and I was going full for it. I was so focused about that. And I guess if I like had the opportunity to just continue that route, I might have been one of them. But um, mm-hmm. I was doing other things besides that when when school was over, so... Yeah, I kind of, I might have missed the boat in that sense, uh, but I was still work. I've still worked at a, at a newspaper. I had I had eight years, wonderful years, where it, it's it's a really a tough job and it's a nice job and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, like uh, uh, it's 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 very different from what I do now because you you meet up at the newspaper in the morning and and you don't know where you could be the next day. So sometimes I was doing free assignments every day, and 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 one day you could come and 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 within twenty four hours you were somewhere else on the on the earth. Uh, uh, I've been coming to work, and and the and and twenty four hours after I was in in Los Angeles. So so and 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 I mean that that was an amazing job. But back then we had two young kids, like two or three year old. And and continuing that, that would I mean that would be so tough for the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that would the 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 best job uh, or like uh, it it would be harder for my wife to, uh, because she was the one that is always like okay he's gone, <laughs> and 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 you you couldn't really you, you you were not able to prepare for it I guess so yeah. And, so and, well, and, and 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 photojournalism is about that. Sometimes you just have to go. Yeah, and uh, and 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 you never know. I mean, I was uh, back in two thousand and five, I think it was. I was sitting with my my at my my parents' house celebrating my my little brother's birthday, and then the the telephone call, uh, my, my my phone uh, went on, and 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 they asked me, "Can you be here in Copenhagen in two hours?" And I said, "Yeah, okay." What I'm doing? Well, there's some kind of there. I've there might be a tsunami or something in Thailand. So I just say, well, yeah, yeah, okay, of course. I, I was just thinking, though, know, I didn't think about <laughs> what a tsunami was. I was just thinking about, okay, Thailand sounds great to me. It's winter. I'm going down there, no problem. And and within 24 hours, I was uh, landing in in in, uh, in, in Phuket uh, Airport, where they were like. Uh, carrying injured people into the planes and everything was just a mess and you realized oh this is this is this is serious uh, <laughs> and and so uh, and i was there for i can't remember two weeks or something like that 
Uh, but back then, you know, you only uh, had a girlfriend and you only had a small apartment. You could do it because you can just leave. But now, I mean, uh, it's it's uh, it will work, I guess, for a, for a, a time. But but maybe one day my wife would come and tell me that. Uh, Time to pack your bags. <laughs> yeah, or, or something else like uh, uh, you have to cut back a little bit on on on, on your uh, on your travels because this is driving me mad. So, so as somebody, so, so as somebody who has a couple of kids and a wife and and a job, like how how do you make it work? How do you find the time to to get enough satisfaction out of landscape photography so that it um, meets your needs and for pursuing that passion? Well, right now I have to say that that uh, uh, I'm hungry because it's it's been uh, the pandemic has 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 really cut it back a lot because uh, right now I'm in, I'm in a situation where where my own business my my everyday life uh, my business really have to like get back on 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 his feet and and I have to I have to earn a little bit of money before I can start talking about going abroad again and then using a lot of money on, 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 on a trip like that. So, so I, I mean, I feel like uh, I really have to go uh, and, and I want a big project. So, so uh, I hope that this next year would be, it will be a little bit uh, easier to travel and, and I can get out and, and, and do um, like a, a two week trip uh, in, in the summertime or, or, or something like that. But I'm I'm so fortunate that that you know I can go to the airport and 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 Norway or Sweden is within a, th- a two or three hours flight and, and and I can do that, but but there's only been a few uh, um, windows you can call that uh, where you have been able to do that without any trouble and 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 in England it was uh, quite difficult actually to do the traveling because you have to check in and you have to turn in tests all the time or so oh, so. Really? Uh, I hope, well, it's going to open up one day and it'll be easier again. But right now, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Just, um, yeah, let's let's get back to normal then and then we can talk about going out again. Well, maybe that's a good segue. Uh, I really wanted to, to dive deep into understanding uh, why why you pursue landscape photography. Why is it important to you? Well, it... it, uh, it it's it's a very different way of, of photographing. As I said before, like uh, uh, when I go out and do landscape photography, it's 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 uh, I, I turn my mind off. I only concentrate about photography. Uh, I don't look at my uh, I don't look at the time. I, I go out, and I mean I've sometimes gone for a day and I haven't opened my my my, my bag and taken my camera out, which is nice. I've been out there, I had a good time. But uh, and 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 that pressure is 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 nice to have uh, when you're doing an assignment every day, uh, like I am. Um, uh, that you, of course, you have to deliver your work every day. But landscape photography does not have that, and I like that. I like the 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 possibility of just concentrating about one thing and being out there. Um, and uh, yeah, that that that's it. Really, uh, I like nature way too much to. It should be a hassle to to get the photos every time. Yeah, I'm curious. How would your experiences in nature be different if you uh, weren't a photographer? Excuse me. What do you mean? Um, like I think for a lot of us, we go into nature 
because we're photographers. Um, and I'm curious if your experiences in nature would be any different if you weren't a photographer. Uh, I think that, that having a camera uh, like gives me an excuse to, to feel nature a little bit more. Uh, and uh, like uh, I like uh, to hike, but for me, uh, hiking is not about distance. It's about what I experience. And 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 sometimes, of course, like if if you can go out and get f- good photos, that's a big benefit. But but I, uh, um, nature, like you, you I, 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 like you, you turn on your senses a little bit more if you have a camera in your hand, and that makes makes you. Uh, experience it, it a little bit uh, more intensive, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it kind way. of am- amplifies the experience. Yeah, it amplifies that. That's the word. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, another word I would use is they're, they're kind of synergistic, right? Like your photography gets better and your experiences in nature get better. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I would, uh, even though I'm not taking the camera out, if I was not having my camera with me on, on, a, on a hike or... I would, I would really be feeling bad. <laughs> I need, I need, the, the two things comes together very nice. So, yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk a little bit more about um, photojournalism. You know, you know, as you know, photojournalism and landscape photography can have a lot in common or almost nothing in common, depending on who you ask. And I'm curious how you see the two um, comparing and contrasting. Well, uh well, one thing that that is is, is really uh, quite different is like, uh, let's say that uh, um, I have when when I go on an assignment for photojournalism, I've, I've worked uh, with um, with the Danish royals, for example, and when you go uh, and do an assignment with them abroad or something like that, uh, you can travel uh, a long time. And then you take up the camera for five minutes. And, and in those five minutes, you're very concentrated and you do a lot of photos. And when you're done, within 10, 15 minutes, you have edited, edited them. And then you, and, and you, and, and, and you, you get them back to, to the newspaper, or whatever. And then you travel for another day and go back. You've been a photographer like an hour maximum. <laughs> the rest is just logistics. Yeah. And and it's in airports, it's in all those kind of things, and and staying in in hotels or leaving very early in the morning, coming home very late. As there's a lot of logistics and a lot of other things like how can I get access? Uh, so so so, and that's uh, landscape photography. You go out there and you find the place where you're going to be, and and you're a photographer from when you like when you close the door of your car and go out in the woods. You're a photographer. You might not have your your um, camera in your hand all the time, but you your eyes and your your mind is is focused on photography, where where there's a lot of photojournalism things where it's just it's it's logistics like coming there, being able to be there, and then take the photo. And of course, I mean, I benefit a lot in my landscape photography of being very used to use a camera and and and. <laughs> How can I put this? Uh, I mean, I see a lot of uh, uh, landscape photographers coming out with brand new equipment and, and uh, hardly know how to put the lens on the camera. And, 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 and I thought, wow, man, man, you have to practice a little bit before. Go out in the back garden and, and, and practice with your camera. Uh, and and uh, you really, 
because a lot of uh, a journalistic uh, photojournalism is, is sometimes just to be able to be, be quick. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and uh, so so sometimes you know, like uh, a landscape photography, you 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 do a sunset or or whatever. Uh, that's five ten minutes sometimes. But I have some assignments that has been like 15, 20 seconds, and that's it. And you have to turn in free photos. And then the, uh, afterwards, you know, the the journalists ask you, "Did you see her 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 shoes? What what uh, uh, or her dress or something like that?" Oh. Uh, sorry, yeah, you know, you, so so it's it's very very it's it's two different things because when you go and turn in your when you look at your photos from a landscape shoot, it's your vision. But photojournalism is some usually also like something that's gonna fit into a story. Uh, so yeah. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I I would always. Hmm. I'm curious. Like the more you practice landscape photography, do you find yourself shifting the way that you see? your photojournalist assignments, like in terms of noticing things that you didn't notice before or trying to piece together a story that maybe before you, you know, you didn't see or like, has it influenced that at all? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. Uh, uh, I'm I'm, now I'm a way better uh, uh, photographer for journalism where when, when, I, when I, like, I can put people in the landscape, I, I, I'm way more uh, aware of, of, of good uh, landscape photos that I can put into a, a photojournalism context, I think. So, so yes, of course. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's two different genres. It's, 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 it's so far away from each other. Uh, you have to also remember that, that photojournalism is always some kind of a, it's always... A little bit more of a con- uh, of a contest because you're always uh, uh, on a, on some assignments. You're always standing uh, next to your competition, and they oh, are right. competition in a way. So so uh, and 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 because they are from another newspaper, or you know, we have to get this photo, but I want to do it a little bit better. So of course, you're using your elbows a lot, and I don't find that in landscape photography. Not not to that extent. Uh, uh, I'm not really fond of all those, um, what you call that, Insta moments. Uh, I like to go out and pursue my own photos. I, I don't uh, chase the, the iconic uh, sites uh, or locations that much. So I'm, I mean, I, I like the the solitude. I'm not uh, like uh, standing and 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 putting my tripod where everybody else is putting your tripod. I mean, that that for me, that's kind of a boring situation to be in. Because that shot is always, or it, it's about, it's about finding your own competition. I guess for me, do do you feel like that was born out of your pursuit of photojournalism? Like, because you know, in photo photojournalism, it's not like there's a prescription for capturing specific moments. Like, it's more about. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's more about paying attention to what's happening in front of you and reacting to it quickly, and 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 painting a story or capturing a moment that's happening in real time, there's no prescription for that, right? Like it's, it's all intuition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, uh, uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, photojournalism is, is always sometimes more of a compromise because uh, usually you are here and you cannot move because you're in a certain spot and you only have this and 
the thing you're going to photograph is far away or, or is it, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just, uh, it's difficult. Uh, mm-hmm. There's and, more constraints. And, yeah. Constraints. Yes. 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 Constraints. That's a good, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to dive even deeper into this dichotomy between landscape mm-hmm. and photojournalism because a lot of times I'll get into these debates with other landscape photographers about, you know, authenticity, authenticity and realism in our photography. And a lot of people say, well, that's that's photojournalism. Now that landscape photography is art and photojournalism is just capturing reality. And that's not what I like to do. And And I always question that because I feel like you can be you can have a photojournalist style, like you're capturing real moments that happen, and it, and it can also be art. It can be an artistic expression of a moment. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're not yes. they're not mutually exclusive, right? Um, and so I'm curious about your thoughts on that as a photojournalist. One, how do you view yourself as a photojournalist? Are you only capturing moments, or is there artistry behind some of that? I feel like. Uh, there's artistry, definitely, because there's some. I mean, uh, I like landscape photography a lot, but but I like to see humans too, and I feel like uh, uh, capturing humans uh, and and humans in in context with each other and and all those things are very 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 important to do, and and um, and but it's two different things because I mean photojournalism. I could get I could get fired uh, at the newspaper if I uh, use the clone tool to to uh, to remove a leaf in my photo, and uh, landscape photography is really pushing the limits of what's uh, what's uh, what you can do with your, your photography, sky replacements, etc. And 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 people still uh, uh, say that they they were there and they they put two different photos together. My approach to landscape photography is the same uh, uh, as if my phone. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't use sky replacement. I, I'm, I'm not going all the way uh, using my my uh, my skills in, in Photoshop because uh, I don't like it. I mean, I if 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 people can see a photo from a certain destination, it's it should be a photo from that destination or location, and and it should be uh, how it was when I was there, and not. Uh, three or four photos uh, emerged together from different places and different times a day, and 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 so on. Yeah, but it's not me. That's not my genre. I, I guess I guess that's one of the things I don't like, and that I don't do with my camera is that I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to paste things together. Do you feel like <clears throat> landscape photography can be divided into several subgenres? Yeah, I, I mean, if if we if you were able to uh, to label it, it would be wonderful. If we everybody could agree upon, okay, if you use Photoshop this way, this is this is uh, that genre, and 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 then we have the photojournalism uh, landscape. You know, it, it would be wonderful, but I don't think it's going to work that way because someone is always going to push the limits uh, of what what we do with it. So, yeah. No, well, sorry. Why, why do you feel like that would be wonderful? I, I, I feel like 50% of the people listening are like, yeah, he's right. And then the other 50% are like, labels are dumb. So like, why do you feel like that would be wonderful? Because I think that uh, 
I think sometimes that for uh, uh, when you when you look at at at, at places uh, at locations and you, you, you there's no way that the light can be like that and 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 it's, it's sometimes it's misleading people of, of of how it is and and I don't like that uh, um, and I think like uh, as a landscape photographer you sometimes you always have you you also have to take like responsibility. Of, of of showing a situ a location like it is instead of uh, this uh, Photoshop landscape uh, in a way, yeah. And why do you feel like that's the responsible approach? Well, I, that that's my my route. My, my I'm a photojournalism. Uh, a photojournalism. <laughs> right, right, I, I mean, right. I have to. I I, I want to show. I want to show people uh, 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 what it is and 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 uh, how it looks like. Uh, and 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 not uh, this uh, yeah uh, photoshopped landscape that it uh, that you can do in, on a computer. I mean, it's two different things. Uh, do you find that you know sticking more to your photojournalist roots in the landscape genre? Uh, do you feel like that's a constraint, or do you find that to be of benefit? Like, where do you fall in that camp? For me, I, I feel like it's a strength because uh, uh, I, have to, I, have to, I have to I have to be honest uh, with myself and and how I work, and and I think that uh, I was uh, I, I I think that I, I don't want to be an artist with a computer. I want to be an artist with my camera, and that's two different things. I want to show. Uh, I mean, I would come home and see this. This is how it looks like, and not. This is how I could be able if I have a few hours with my computer. And I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I don't. I don't spend that much in front of a computer, to be honest. Uh, and that's um, uh, and, and my Photoshop skills should could be better. But uh, I feel like um, back in the good old days, uh, <laughs> uh, the rules were that you were only able to to um, to edit your photos uh, like you were in a, in a dark room. And and of course there was a lot of uh, magicians back then, but still, there you have some limitations, and I like that. Hmm. Yeah, I like that too. I like, I think limitations can make us better photographers and better artists in some ways because it forces you to be creative about how you capture a moment. And also, from my perspective, you work you're working harder to capture those moments. And me personally. I feel more pride in those images because I put in the work and and I and I and I got the image through my hard my hard work versus creating it later. Not yes, to say that yes, exactly, exactly. Not to say that that doesn't require effort, but it's like a completely different type of effort, right? Yeah, and 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 I think that another I I don't know, but but when, Matt, when when you're out. Uh, do you, how much do you think about post processing your photos when you're taking the photo? Uh, me personally, it really depends on the scene. There are certain scenes where I'm thinking a lot about post processing, especially in low light conditions or um, night photography. I think a lot about mm, yeah. um, because you know with night photography, you kind of have to pre visualize your post processing techniques that are going to allow you to create that final image. Um, but I'm not usually thinking about, oh, well, I can just, um, you know, get rid of that over there or like drop in a whole new sky there. You know, I'm not thinking about 
it that way. I, usually it's more about, oh, I I know that like if I overexpose this part of the scene is going to yeah. look really bad. So, I mean, I am thinking about it, but it's not from, a, I don't know, like changing the scene perspective, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But but you can see that that's a restraint too. Like uh, uh, of course, I mean, uh, you have to uh, you have to know your camera. You have to know uh, what is able to do, how much uh, light it can capture in a certain situation. So of course, like you, you compensate for that. Uh, so yes, of course, we're using uh, we're using our experience to to create a photo. So so that's 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 quite normal. Yeah. 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 All right, so we, I asked a question earlier about how landscape photography has influenced your photojournalism, and mm-hmm. we sort of touched on this, but I wanted to ask directly, how has your career in photojournalism um, positively or negatively affected your approach to landscape photography? Ooh, <laughs> uh, difficult one. I mean, I... I some of my best photos are not really landscape photos. I think it's landscape photos with a, a touch of photojournalism, like people in the photo, uh, because uh, and 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 we're not talking about that. I go and 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 put people uh, somewhere in the photos to say, okay, this makes a good f- is like. Uh, putting a person on on a rock so they can you could put a have a scale and so on. It's like oh, I like that photo. Uh, could you just stand there and uh, just stay there and and just hold still and I, I make the photo with the with the with the people in it. And I sometimes feel like yes, of course, it's not like a traditional or totally straight kind of way of of doing for, uh, landscape photography, but I like it when when we are there. And sometimes, you know. Uh, uh, Talking, uh, thinking about how how much we are, uh, how we are treating uh, our, our Earth uh, at the moment. Sometimes I think like uh, landscape photographers are going out there and making an image like that's, that's way too beautiful. I mean, we're so subjective of uh, where we turn our camera. Sometimes we should do the opposite of showing how much destruction we are doing, and 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 and. and we are not. I mean, we are making this beautiful uh, photo of the world. We see it, uh, but it's very subjective. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a of an Edward Abbey quote that I picked up when I was reading Desert Solitaire. And it's kind of um, the way I've been thinking more and more about landscape and nature photography as it relates to what you're describing in terms of you know, how we portray nature and, and the world through our f- photographs. And the quote is this, and I'll be curious to hear what your thoughts are on mm-hmm. it. It says, all things excellent are as difficult as they are rare, said a wise man. If so, what happens to excellence when we eliminate the difficulty and rarity? Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I can't really respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel I feel like it's a good way of thinking about mm. how we present our work. Right? Like if everything is perfect and magical and every image that we put out there is this dreamscape um, that perhaps didn't exist, then it's mm. like actual moments in life and in nature that are magical might not be that magical because we've seen it over and over and over and over again, right? And it's so I feel like yes. You know, like if everything is epic, nothing is epic. You know, so I think we need that exactly, exactly. And 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 I think we 
we kind of have a responsibility to sometimes like turn our saturation uh, in photography a little bit down and 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 try to uh, yeah to 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 more portray the world like it is uh so yeah uh, i i'm i'm guilty of it myself i mean sure you know we are always trying to do our best and 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 doing our best we're pushing sometimes like the outer limits of what what we can do in in photoshop but sure. but ah, we, we should turn our, we we should like uh, how can you say that um, alter our route a little bit and and try to be more honest i think uh, mm. at least i i feel like that uh, at the moment yeah yeah cool well Shifting gears a little bit, I really was curious to hear your perspectives um, as someone who lives in Denmark in terms of kind of the cultural differences in photography between Europe and the United States. Um, I, I, I feel like there's some fairly big divides in terms of stylistically how a lot of Europeans present their photography versus how a lot of people in the United States present their photography. And I'm, first, my question is like, do you think that's true? Or have you noticed that? And then my second question is like, why, why do you think that is? <laughs> I think, I think that the internet is, is, is uh, making everything more boring because when you look at, uh, or the internet, uh, we, 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 I mean, we don't, we all going to do the same. We follow a trend in post processing we do we do all the things and and you don't look where this person is from so in 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 uh, 20 years ago the only way you could could like really know get to a, to know a photographer was buying a book and sitting and looking at it now we go on their websites uh, and and within a few moments you just ah oh, yeah okay i know yeah okay boom and you're gone uh, and I think that uh, um, it's more it's more superficial now. Uh, we're way faster. We're way um, uh, we're missing uh, a lot of things now because uh, our way of, of 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 looking at things is so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, um, and, and <laughs> I have uh, I have right behind me. I have a lot of photo books. Back in the nineties and 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 start, uh, we I, I was always when I was out traveling or so I was always going and buying books, buying photo books. I still buy photo books, but not as much anymore. And and when you buy a book, you like you kind of commit yourself to look at this book a few times and look at the photos and 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 so on. Uh, and now I can't remember what website I was looking for on on a photographer's web. You just in a, at a glance and, 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 and throw most of that feeling away. Now I can just grab uh, a book right behind me and have a look again. It's, it's easier and you remember it a lot more or mm. better, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like, um, uh, um, I don't know. I don't think that Europeans aren't that much uh, different than uh, the rest of the world or Americans or something like that. Okay. Uh, uh, no, no, not anymore. Maybe, maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, uh, yes. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's yours? Oh, I think there, I think there are big differences, but I think 
the root cause is pretty much exactly what you're talking about. I think in the early 2000s, early 2010s, in that time frame, you know, as the internet and social media exploded, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stuff that was really wow and punchy and in your face and, you know, just fantastical, got a lot of attention and popularity and just went super mainstream. And it just so happened that a lot of that work came out of um, people on the West Coast of the United States, you know, and, you know, they've kind of popularized that look and feel and people wanted to emulate it and copy it and make their work look the same um, because that's what was becoming popular. Um, And I think people that were sticking more to that quieter, less poppy, popular Oh, okay. Feel yes. Kind of got left behind a little bit, and it's just that mm-hmm. divide just kept growing and growing and growing. But I think we're starting to see that divide shrink again because people are. I don't know. Like I said, if everything looks amazing, then nothing is amazing. So it's. Um, yeah, it's getting a little bit more dull now. Yes, I, I can. I can see your your point about. Uh, uh, that uh, your West Coast photographers uh, are, are really pushing it. Uh, I, I've I've been so fortunate to to be on a workshop with um, uh, with a few of those uh, with one of those and 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 Ryan Dyer really really uh, shocked my world because uh, he was totally honest about uh, how he was using Photoshop and how he was. Uh, massaging his photos into his vision and and i was so amazed about how i mean he 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 might be the guy that i uh, uh, think about because he he can and i've seen this uh, in in reality sit in a in a car uh, and say i know that where the photo is and he and he can sit in the car at the parking lot and go out and find a puddle and a mountain and make a beautiful photo within 15 minutes and I, I mean, I have to, I would, even if I was standing there for years, I wouldn't have seen that photo, but Ryan <laughs> did it. And, and, uh, that's just so amazing. Uh, uh, so, uh, yes, but that's, I mean, I'm, I'm from another generation. I've been in the dark room. I've, I've done, I mean, in, the, in, um, in my basement, I, I have, uh, albums of, of developed film. I've developed myself black and white, uh, film. Uh, over a thousand roles or something. I, I, I haven't counted them, but a lot of, uh, I, I, and that's a totally another way. And, and people just brought up with, uh, um, uh, a digital camera is a totally different way of, of doing photography. Uh, I like that I've done, uh, uh, analog photography, but, uh, I, well, I, I feel like I feel very old sometimes when I see when, when, when people haven't tried this this strange way of taking a, a photograph and not being able to see it unless you go home and and develop and, and so on. So yeah, sure, it's it's very different. Well, all right. Have you, have you done uh, have you done uh, landscape photography with uh, analog camera? I have not. Why not? Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, believe it or not, I think that my approach to landscape photography now is actually pretty similar to how I would approach it with a film camera. I'm, I'm pretty deliberate, you know, I'll go on a trip for 10, 15 days and I'll maybe come back with 400 images. I mean, I'm not, but I'm, I'm very careful about what I make images of, you know, I don't, I have a very high keeper rate in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't do a lot of spray and pray. I mean, it's, I'll look through the viewfinder and if I don't like it, I won't take it. 
Um, so I just have, I don't know that it would be that much of a different experience for me, I guess is what I'm saying, but okay, I've not done it. So I don't, I'm just guessing. <laughs> well, we're, we, we're, we're very different here because, uh, I, I deliberately do a lot of spray and spray and pray sometimes because when I get back that I always find good photos between moments where I was not paying attention. Huh, interesting. Uh, and 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 uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, of course, uh, uh, when I started landscape photography, I was spraying and praying because I did not know what I was doing, and and and, uh, and, oh, yeah, and, and playing a lot more. Now you 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 have like you have an aim and you go and 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 you don't need to adjust so much before you get it. So of course, I mean, I could go now. Uh, And 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 um, I could I, I could take my Hasselblad camera and, and uh, with a with film in and and I could probably do it within having like uh, four or five rolls in a day and I'll still get some nice photos. But uh, when I started out, I mean, it is so nice that you can just look at the back of your camera and say, okay, now uh, 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 okay, there it is. Yes, now I know what I'm doing. Right. But, uh, no, it yeah. is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it's amazing, and you can just push the dial, and 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 it's it's a uh, Uh, and 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 you can share it with people. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I think I would enjoy the film. I would enjoy analog. Um, I just, I don't know. I haven't. I just haven't pursued it. I, I might try it someday when I get grumpier. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you should do it. You. I mean. Uh, and 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 I have a lot of respect for people uh, that are using still using film in landscape photography. I, Me too. I feel like that's. Uh, That's a very uh, uh, a devotion that, that is so 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 cool, but uh, it's also expensive. It is, <laughs> uh, and 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 since you have a camera and and you have heavy. to pay for the electricity, I, I feel like that's uh, yeah. I think um, that's the other thing too. Like I would, I know I would want to shoot at least medium format, you know, mm -hmm. and it's heavy. <laughs> well, oh yes, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have a header here. Right behind me here, I have the Hasselblad. Yeah, it's 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 so heavy, and and going up to large format, it, it's well, you need an assistant, and and I guess that's right. If you Carry want my tripod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now I can take my, if I'm going really far on like a 25, 30 mile backpack, you know, I can carry three, four pounds of gear, and I'll be good to go. So. Yes, yes, yes. But but Matt, do you think that you get better photos with 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 walking that much a day, or is that just a part of your experience that like I have to like just go? I mean, I don't always do that, um, and I will say that physical exhaustion definitely is a detraction from creativity. Um, okay, but it also I will say that it's a motivator in terms of getting to a location or to a scene that you know that 99% of the rest of photographers just won't do. They won't do it because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. too much work. And yeah. so that, to me, that's kind of a motivator. It's like, mm, I, yeah, and I might not come home with a good photograph, but that's okay. I've at least tried, you know? Yes, yes, yeah. So I, I enjoy Because, that part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like hiking and, and having your camera uh, with you, I usually, I say three or four miles and, and then you basically have everything for yourself because there's not a lot of the, these people who wants to carry a camera that far. Uh, so, so we still have 
a lot of uh, things in the world we have to see and 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 um, so so yeah we have a lot of opportunities left for us uh, but all those uh, insta moments are uh, <laughs> are yeah. taken I guess yeah yeah I mean like this photo behind me yeah it's like fifteen miles um, it's at you know fourteen thousand feet at sunrise I mean not a lot of people are going to put in put in that work. No, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, I, I recently actually, uh, it's only like two years ago I've been to, to Colorado and, and, and I realized that, uh, that, uh, that you have so much potential there that it's, it's just, uh, I mean, I would love to see the mountains the way you have, uh, there is, it's really beautiful. And, uh, I, seeing, uh, the Aspens uh, a few weeks ago, I was just like, Oh man, I wouldn't mind going now. <laughs> it's 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 fun okay yeah yeah well cool man so wrapping things up i'd be curious to hear who you would recommend for the podcast who who do our listeners need to know more about well uh um uh i have three uh and 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 of course they're all in the landscape uh, genre but uh uh as I told, as I said before, I, I have just returned from England uh, to do a, 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 a workshop with Simon Baxter. Uh, he's he's very 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 skilled at his job, and 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 I was just amazed uh, every time he touched my camera and just like he could really make a difference. And I learned a lot uh, during those two days. Uh, I was on a one to one with him, so. Uh, and, and and another point is that uh, I like to take workshops, uh, and and uh, and 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 recently after of doing one to ones instead of uh, taking a whole week, and I learned way more in two days than I do in in um, in a week long uh, workshop because uh, it, it it can be really tough to have one to one because you feel like someone is breathing down your neck, but they're all they're they're challenging me a lot more. So I could really, I could really recommend that uh, if you're going, and and sometimes it's easier because you can combine it with someone, something else when it's only one or two days. So I can re- recommend going to, to North Yorkshire and 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 take a, a workshop with uh, with Simon Baxter, and then um, another guy that I have um, actually that was long time ago. I had a one to one with uh, no, not a, a day workshop with him. Is is a Swedish guy called Manus Lindbom. Uh, he's a very, 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 he's a cool guy. Uh, he's the one that he, he might be one able to outpace you, Matt. Because oh, I think he's, he could. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with him and his work and he does yeah, like, he, he does he, like 14 amazing. days in the winter. Like he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just lying in the tent, uh, for days. It, it's, it's amazing. And, and his approach is, is, is so, is so, uh, so tough and 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 uh, yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, yeah, me too. And then then the, the final one is uh, now I, I've uh, uh, talked about Magnus. Uh, he's a Swedish guy. I go for the Norwegian guy. Uh, um, um, the two guys from from Lofoten tours, uh, Ariel and Stian. Um, they um, they they really do a good job there, and they they have done some excellent work they are very good photographers uh and 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 uh i've learned a lot from them and watching them what they are doing and uh i well if i could live somewhere else parts of the year i would go to lofoten in norway because uh 
it's just an amazing place. Um, so, so yes, I would really love see their website and, and, and go on a workshop with them would be is still something I, I, I would do again, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it, man. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I hope I have not been trembling in my words too much, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks to Yippa for joining me today on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to someone from another photography genre to get their take on our craft and how they see the world. I appreciate you. Just a reminder to listeners, we have t-shirts that you can purchase to support the show. Just find a link in the show notes, but be warned, they need to be ordered before December 14th or else nobody gets a t-shirt. Don't ask me why, it's just the way it's set up. (laughs) If you can't support the show financially, I'm always grateful for a five-star review over on iTunes. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for stopping in, collaborating with us, and listening. See you next week.